another episode of Chili Time. Today we are going to be diving into the idea of worship and what that looks like for really anyone and yeah. So Yeah, we're also gonna be looking into what people think worship is, um, typically versus what worship is in its fullness. So Jacob, what would you say people usually think worship is? Like when you hear worship, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I would say music. So like either, depending on what church background you have. So like for me, when I think of worship, I think of hymnals because my church background is mainly just hymns. And for other people, it could be like uh, worship bands and just music in that general area. Yeah. For me, you know, when I think of worship, I think of worship music. You know, you got your Hillsong, uh, Bethel Music, Chris Tomlin, Matt Redmond, um, all these like great Christian artists whose songs are usually described as worship songs, worship music. And I think for the most part, that is the kind of first thing that would come to anyone's mind when you ask them about worship. Um, you know, a lot of churches, they'll start saying, when before they go into song, they'll be like, okay, like we're gonna have uh, worship now. And then, you know, you have like your sermon, and then they'll say, okay, we're gonna go back into a time of worship, which is the time of singing songs. But this is really just a, it's a baby's understanding of worship. Um, when you really get to understand worship and know what it is in its fullness, it is so much more than that. So where in the Bible we really see the entirety of worship summed up is Romans 12, uh, verse 1. It says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. So this is like when I was... Um, at Bible school, this was, Romans 12 was a passage that I was going to memorize. And it took me a while to actually get that done because when I was trying to memorize each verse, I was, as well as memorizing it, I was trying to really like dig in deep and I really understand it. And so obviously because it's the first verse, <laughs> I spent a lot of time just thinking about this verse. And, you know, you're... The whole idea of presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice and that that is your worship, that's your spiritual worship, that's been something that I have had a, spent a while trying to grasp and understand for me and for my life and where that kind of, like what that means in terms of my life. And uh, I think because of my, because I work at Chick-fil-A, I think that has this verse has really helped me to understand it because the whole idea of Chick-fil-A is being a servant and yeah, yeah, just yeah, serving people around you and sacrificing maybe what you want or what makes you feel good or what's easiest for you for the guests. Um, and that, that in doing that, you're actually worshiping God. I think that is something like, it's been so cool for me to really try to understand this verse and then as well as put the, like, use it as an application in my life to understand what worship is. 
Yeah, and to like dive deeper into what worship is and connecting it into what we talked about in our last episode. We were all created in the image of God and we all have a God-given talent that we have. And I think that using our given talents to its absolute max is also worshiping God. And even though it doesn't sound like it's worshiping God, it really is because you're using what he gave you for something good. And so by saying this, we're not saying that, you know, everyone, every single person, even who's not a believer, if they just, you know, if they just run, they're using their bodies, they're worshiping God. No, it like, it needs to be done um, when you're running, when we're doing our track practices and running at our meets. It's not worship. Well, I guess it still is worship if we do it for ourselves. It's then we're just worshiping ourselves. But when we do it for the glory of God, do it so that people can see him, not us, then it is, then that's our worship towards him. So we, we need to be careful that we're not doing, like, not running for ourselves. Because in that way, we're worshiping ourselves, you know, and worshiping our talent and our ability and not recognizing and not worshiping the one who gave us these abilities. That's one thing that I love, um, seeing pro athletes who, when, like, they're on a, when they're on an interview after a game or match or meet, and their first thing is, you know, I want to thank God. And I think even just that little sentence is a huge, um, like, worship. And it really has an impact because the amount of people that are watching them, seeing their form of worship, which is glorifying God for their win, their loss, however well they did, that is amazing. And, and especially it being the first thing they say in the interview really has an impact too because they they're not thinking about anything else yet. They're thinking about God and they're thanking God for that. Yeah. And so we're talking a lot about athletics. That's just because we're two track and cross country guys, but this can this idea of worship in your talents and your abilities and your gifts can also be displayed in drama and um arts, music, whether you're just into academics, it can also be displayed there. Yeah, and to add on to that too, I think not only using our talents, but also just talking to God, I feel, is still another way of worshiping and just prayer, to be more specific, I feel like is really important and really sets the tone as a type of worship. Yeah, so continuing like with different types of worship, I had, I did a Bible study once on using a thematic method to kind of dig through one theme. And the theme that I chose was praising the Lord in the Psalms. Um, praising and worshiping it can kind of go hand in hand um, and usually mean the same thing. And so what I did, what we had to do was uh, go through and pick out psalms where it was depicting something that 
David or one of the other authors was doing to give glory to God, to praise God. So let's see in um, Psalm 9-1, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. So here, what David's doing is he is, he's telling of God's wonders. He's, pro- he's proclaiming what God has done. So that's a form of worship. He's doing it with all his heart. So we can see that it's, it's sincere. It's not like um, going through the motions of worship, but he is worshiping God with everything he has. We see in Psalm 34, it says, Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. So here, yes, we do get the sing to the Lord. When, I know we all love singing. We all love kind of, you know, whichever kind of songs we have, the heartbreaking songs, the happy dancing songs, the serious songs. We love all those. And so, yeah, you know, the psalmist is saying here, yes, sing. That is good. That is a way to praise God. And Psalm 71, 22, it says, I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. So here we see that this psalmist is going to use instruments. He's going to use the lyre. He's going to use the harp. We might not use those these days. I don't know how popular they really are, but especially in the Christian realm, the guitar is the most popular instrument, I would say. Um, you know, then we got piano, violin, flute, saxophone, all these kinds of instruments that we have nowadays. We tend to use those a lot, and we can use those to praise God. Um, and especially with those, singing goes well, so it's perfect. And we also see in Psalm 150, verse 4, it says, Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. So here we see, we hear more cymbals, um, tambourine with strings and flute, but we also see dancing. Dancing has been something throughout generations that has been really looked down upon by the church, but dancing, it's letting out your joy. It's letting out the happiness, um, and we can still worship in that way, even though it might seem that it is Satan worshiping or whatever, but no, dancing is a way that we can worship God and praise him for what he's done. And you know, God, ballerinas, tap dancers, salsa dancers, like for them, like that's their sport, or sport in quotation marks. Sorry, everyone who thinks that it's actual sport, but that is their way of worshiping and using the, the balance that God has given them, the art- artistry that God has given them with their legs, with their hips. So to uh, quickly talk about uh, worship with music, there is always this discussion that comes up in a lot of different places of uh, getting stuck between the idea of worshiping God and making worship into a concert where you're not really focused on God, but rather focused on yourself with how you're either playing an instrument or singing the song that you're singing. And I think it's important to always make sure to, you know, it's it's hard in different uh, situations where you only have 
a certain amount of time to actually play music and sing. Like I know for Gordon with chapel, when we do worship, we they only have what, like a 15 minute time slot to actually play music. Yeah, I mean, they'll only do like, a, like three or four songs at all. Yeah. So I think the idea of making sure that you're not getting stuck between making a wor- making worship into a concert rather than worshiping God and I think it's very important there. Yeah. I haven't thought much of what I'm about to say, but I wonder if us making like church or sometimes Christian um is a <laughs> concert. So it is a concert, but what I'm trying to get here is I wonder sometimes if we make things into more showy because that is what we see in culture where you go to you know the Super Bowl the halftime show it's all about the artist um, it's all about praising them for their singing ability for their artistry um, you know you go to any of the any pop country any one of their concerts it's about the artist it's all about them yeah there's no bigger purpose no bigger person as to why they're doing this and to what they're pointing towards but you know when you're at a christian concert it's different you're not just singing to sing you're coming together like what's amazing is that you're all coming together in a big room of believers and you're singing songs that are praising god but sometimes we do tend to idolize um, christian singers i definitely went through that phase where I went to a lot of concerts, and I stopped really worshiping God and more started just singing in awe of the artists and how great they were writing the songs and how great they were singing and how great their, like, performance was instead of really thinking about what they're singing about, you know, that they're singing about God and all that he's done. So I think that's something that we need to be careful of that we don't idolize and start worshiping artists, um, but that we um, really like sing with them to, to praise God. Not sing at them and not sing for them, but sing with them, praising God. Yeah, I, I definitely think I've done that myself with the band Ren Collective. I've definitely... There's a few of their songs that I absolutely love, but at points, just sing to sing the lyrics like along with it, rather than listening and singing with the the, the deeper meaning of worshiping God. Yeah. So when we think of you know praising God uh, or worshiping God, we usually find ourselves only thinking about it when we're at church. Or sometimes when you're volunteering for a nonprofit. But where should we praise God? As we look back into Romans 12:1, it would say everywhere. It would say that we should be praising God everywhere we are. Or as it says in Psalm 108:3, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing for you among the peoples. And so I think both of these verses are telling us that we should be praising God 
wherever we are, um, whether we're in our own country, in our own community, or whether we're in a different state, a different country, we should be praising God. You know, in Romans 12, 1, it says, it's a holy and living sacrifice. So our sacrifice should be living all the time. And that is how we worship God all the time. You know, sometimes we tend to kind of have an off switch where, okay, we get back from church, we had a great time worshiping God, singing his songs about him and learning about him, but now we're, we're just going to switch that off. We're not going to worship God right now. We're just going to go get late night and eat and watch a movie and then go to bed. But no, we should be worshiping God everywhere. There's no, there shouldn't be an off switch. You know, when we're eating, we should be worshiping God. We should be filling our bodies with food that is going to um, give us the energy that we need and give us the nutrition that we need to stay healthy so that we can continue worshiping God in different ways. My old pastor used to say the same grace, like, cause I would go to her house for lunch practically every Sunday when she was not retired, but she used to say the same grace over and over again of being filled with nutrients. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah. Yeah. She used to say the same one all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we should be you know, taking care of our bodies that God has given us. And, like, especially athletes, praising God in that way for the bodies that he's given us and taking care of them, you know. Enjoy that cheesecake. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'll, I will, or depending on the meal, like, someone, whoever's praying is be like, God, like, please try your hardest to bless this food to our bodies. Like, if it's a hot dog or, you know, doing, like, pigs in a blanket or something like that. So a big place where we tend to kind of use an off switch is work. You know, because we're just like, okay, yeah. I'm getting paid to do this. Let's just get the work done, go home. I felt that today, to be honest. I was, I got in there first hour. I was like, wow, this is dragging. I'm ready to go already. Still got four more hours to go. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it can be tiring. You know, I, when I'm at working at Chick-fil-A, my average day length is 10 hours. And so it gets long, but it's, especially for us at Chick-fil-A, it's like, that is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be serving people, worshiping God through that. Um, you know, so, so there's sometimes though, I want to have an off switch. I want to just be like, God, like, I'm sorry. I just don't feel like worshiping you right now by serving people. I just want to get this chicken out of here and get, get these people going. But you know, and that way, not, we're not honoring God. And you know, he has done so much for us. Like, this is a little thing that we can do. Um, not even to repay him, but just to, like, thank him. You know, thank him for um, giving us the, a way to have a right relationship with him. And so, you know, it's, it's a privilege that we get to have to be able to worship him. And, it, yeah, it's like... It should be our joy to do this, and we should have the greatest desire to worship God, just to thank Him for everything that He's done for us.
you know, I think of every day, how many times do I sin? And it, I don't even know. You know, because in the Bible it says even the, when you do when you don't do the things that you know you should do, it, that's a sin. And it's like, how many times do I do that? You know, it has to be at least a hundred a day. And so I want to praise God so much because if it was not for His great love, I'd be I'd be a goner. You know, I think we all would. Yeah, hundred times over, a million times over, we we'd be goners. And so. That is the real importance of praising God. It's because he has done so much for us. He looks after us so much that we don't even know. Yeah, and uh, another area where I could see the on-off switch with worship is definitely like summer camps. Like, um, Like you go to summer camp and you hit that mountaintop experience or you get the spiritual high and then as soon as that camp's over you come home and you're like all right flip flip the switch we're off camp's done worship is done now until sunday and i go back to church and then i'll flip that switch back on and it's definitely i've definitely noticed i I did that a few times um i mean if you listen to the uh, my testimony you you can tell that like the on off switch was there and you know that's that's like a major part of some people's lives are summer camps and having that on off switch is probably not the best thing for them because you want to keep that switch on really like not on meaning you constantly keep switching it on and off but on meaning you're worshiping god and like not stop worshiping God. Yeah. So we've talked about what is worship, um, the importance of worship, where we see what worship is in the Bible and things that the Bible says that we can do. But there are a lot more things, um, a lot more ways that we can worship God. Um, So we just want to share some of the ways that we have um, thought about there um, some college specific and some just in general of how we can worship God wherever we are. Yeah, so first two that kind of tie together, um, just music in general, like how a lot of people think of the first thing that comes to mind with worship is music, but also tying in singing, but making sure that we're not focusing on the concert as aspect but focusing on worshiping God. Yeah, one that we've talked about a little bit already is taking care of your body, uh, putting nutrients in your body that is going to help you. You know, in America, we're in a culture where we love to eat whatever. Um, people know us as the fat people. Cheesecake. Um, <laughs> we like our cheesecake. But what we should be doing is taking care of our bodies so that um, we can use our bodies in the way that God made us. To walk, to run, to jump. And it's going to tie into uh, taking care of our bodies so that we can use our God-given gifts or talents. We've already talked about with in sports, um, we can we definitely see athletes um, using their, um, their sport as a way of worship and thanking and praising God for 
um, the gift that he has given them and the talent that he has given them. And using God-given gifts, same thing with in college. Um, for bio majors or chem majors, any science, using the brain and the curiosity that God has given you to learn more about his creation. Um, and with uh, computer people, computer science, many kind of technology-based uh, majors, using the intricacies that God has given you to understand how a computer works and how to program, how to understand code and all these things for art majors, whether that's music, painting, uh, photography, or dance. Yeah, like dancing for our dance team. Um, use the way that God has given you this creativity to create things, to worship him in this way. Another way that we can worship God is the way that we write. Um, in high school, I had um, essays that I had to do each week, and each one of them, I would incorporate my faith into them. And I would you know, kind of praise God for what he had given me and um, praise God for who he was. And we can do this also in our journaling. Um, journaling is a big way to reflect on whether it be the day, the week. Um, it can be a great way to reflect on what God has done in your life. I love to journal. I try and do it as many times in the week as I can. And it's just, it's a way to be honest with God. Um, some people aren't comfortable praying out loud and that's okay. But journaling is the way that we can actually put what we're thinking or what we want to pray out loud on paper. And so that we can actually see what we want to say or see what we wanted to say. Yeah, and to uh, continue on that, prayer can also be another form of worship. You know, you're talking directly to God and you know, there's, there's always time for prayer, I feel. You can always pr pray in your head or out loud wherever you are. Like uh, for me in high school, I used to pray before classes started, um, just pr praying for safety of the entire class and that will just learn what going to be taught for the day and prayer is prayer is really important because you're talking to God and you know you can also talk to God and ask him for safety and you can also pray for others and that's also super important and just looking for out for their safety of others and not even just looking for safety but looking for anything yeah. even in our relationships whether that be uh, friendships or with a spouse or a um, boyfriend or girlfriend we can worship god in these by placing god at the center of our relationships you know when god is put at the center um, means that he's the most important thing, that he is what, like, you know, if you have a spouse, you both should be helping each other to grow in your relationship with Christ, putting him as the important thing in your relationship. As putting him as the number one importance of the relationship, you are giving him the glory. You are telling him that, God, you are more important 
than the person that I love on earth. You're saying that he is your number one love. And that's huge because in this world, we tend to love a lot of different things. We love money. We love fame. We love sex. Um, we love our spouses. But when we say, God, we love you, number one, that is a huge way to glorify him and to praise him and worship his name. Yeah, and even with the speaker, uh, I believe it was Wednesday this past week, he specifically said the same exact thing that Dan just said. Like, he has he has children and a wife, and he loves them, but nothing can surpass his love for God. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome, I think, is just having such a strong love for God. Honesty is something that when you tell someone something and you're honest with them, it shows that you really trust them. And when we're honest with God, you know, he's the one person, the one thing that he will never tell anyone our secret. He will never um, be someone to go around behind your back and tell every one of your friends what you just told them. He's the one person that we can trust. And so when we are honest with him and we tell him everything, we glorify him in that way because we are recognizing that he is the one person who is 100% trustworthy. And we're showing that, God, we trust you, you know. And so that is a way that we can worship him by trusting him and showing him that he is that, he is that one person that we trust 100%. Evangelism and proclaiming the gospel this one's really important because we're called to do that. Like, we've said this multiple times already in the past few episodes where we're called to talk of the good news and proclaiming the gospel. And, you know, that's another thing that's super important to tell the good news and just glorifying God to the people around you. And last way we've thought of, which this way of worshiping God has nowadays been coming more and more to the front and becoming more important for people, and that is taking care of nature. So nature is what God has created. Um, that is where actually science um, first came out of because people wanted to explore more about the creation that God has made and they wanted to investigate it more and just understand more of how he created everything to be so complex and intricate. Um, and so by taking care of nature, we are worshiping God and um, praising him for his amazing ability to create things. And we're praising his, um, his identity as creator and worshiping him for everything that we see. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Chili Time. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, feel free to DM us on Instagram and we'll be more than willing to talk to you and answer some questions yeah, and if you have a topic or theme that you would like us to cover or just to talk about briefly, yeah, DM us as well, and we would love to um, explore that and talk with you guys about that.
and we'll see you guys for another episode this next week. And yeah, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you.